Lips, teeth, tip of the tongue. Lips, teeth, tip of the tongue. Ready to go. Lips, teeth, tip of the tongue. Welcome to 2009, or in China, the year of the flying horses, or Pegasus. Uh, welcome back uh, to this new year. We're excited to be here, and back with us in the studio, Matthew Vend, a permanent again member of the Thank you. Thank you. Of the <laughs> I, just, I just want to say this is probably one of the latest podcasts we've ever done. It's true. Latest? At 12.31 a.m. It's 1.31 on the eastern seaboard right now. January 17th is when we're recording this, and let it be known, some pop trivia for you. This is the birth date of Benjamin Franklin, American uh, revolutionary and inventor. Mm. Very good. Mm. Very good. (laughs) Now that we've touched in with history, let's go back to the current. (laughs) Joey, what's going on in sports? Well, yesterday, as of yesterday, we have breaking news... (laughs) Tampa Bay Buccaneers head coach John Grudem was fired. Ooh. Really? Yes. I didn't know that was <laughs> Was he really? Yeah, really. Wow. Joe make news. Huh? Joe was getting his information from an Apple iPod Touch. Yes. I'm very current. I it, didn't know that. It's I'm my pleased. iPod. I'm happy podcasting world. I'm pleased. Yeah. I'm Tampa Bay fan. Wait, why, why are you pleased that John Grudem is, is fired? He's kind of a jerk, and... The team has been in a slew, slough, slew, slump, slump of mediocrity since he's gotten there. He won, he won the um, he won the Super Bowl with Tony Dungy's team, and then we've just been mediocre since. This year was the epitome. We lost the last four games, effectively taking ourselves out of the playoffs. Speaking of Tony Dungy, is he done? I, I'm not sure. I know he yes. said he's going to retire. I've heard rumors. Right? I think he's retiring. He yeah. said he's going to retire, so I assume he yeah. will. He's a man of his word. Mm. He's yeah. not Indeed. Brett Favre. That's right. My That's opinion right. on the Buccaneers Ooh. is that Warren Sapp left and was too busy <laughs> with Dancing with the Stars. Yeah. He's pretty agile. <laughs> I'm just saying. Know, that. I'm, I'm just, just spitballing there, but... He's got more hip-hop in his toes than a hip-hop hippopotamus. <laughs> He's as big as a hip-hop <laughs> He's agile well, for a large man. thanks men. for that sports update. You're welcome, John. Uh, Back to you. Peter, uh, you've had your ear to the ground with the current events on the floor. Yeah, we've, we've already talked about looking at the past and looking towards the future, and we're definitely facing future on Culbertson 6. We've got three new guys this semester... I, I don't really know their last names except for Graham Buss. And so Graham Buss is one of our new guys. Danny Hong. Danny Hong is Matt's roommate. And then Josh, I'm not sure of his last name. We're just going to call him by his most uh, noticeable trademark, Josh Mullet. Now, believe me, this is one of the most brazenly beautiful mullets I've seen. <laughs> Have to cut that out. No, no. Yes, yes, we're cutting that out. That's me. That's where I draw the line. We're cutting that out. Because we're laughing at him. If we're just acknowledging that he's got a mold, it's one thing. But we are. That's the first thing I noticed about him, and that's what endeared me to him from the start. That's what I love about Coberton Six is that we have men who do what they will, who are not steered by public opinion of the choices that they make about their dress or wardrobe or how they keep their hair. We have all sported beards that should never be seen by the light of day. Michael Bourne, for example. That hair. 
Sometimes he lets his hair get a little wild. Uh, oh, wow! Jeez. <laughs> this is brutal. <laughs> Pete wears sweatpants at the uh, at the Solheim Center. And I wear plaid. <laughs> Joe, Joe wears plaid and tries to pass it off Joe for flannel. Joe Al Borland Truman does wear plaid shirts. I'm currently wearing a V-neck undershirt. I admit it. We, we all have our spots. And Josh, skeletons in the and, and Josh so loves... Well, we love Josh's more. So, there's a lot of uh, brotherhood on the on Cohorts and Six. We love our floor. Yeah, if you haven't picked this up from past podcasts, this is not a click with inside Cohorts and Six. We're merely a representative of the floor. Amen. We love every guy on Six, and that extends to the new guys as well. So, we're excited <laughs> that they're here. And because of that, we're going to take this opportunity on a podcast to talk about brotherhood the close bonds that can be tied while on a dorm floor with other men. Yeah. Matt, what what are some of the things that you so appreciate about the close brotherhood that we have on our floor? Well, yeah. um, the thing about I love is we have so many traditions. Before we get to that, today at the table, we were talking about a current TV show. Really? This TV show is called Bromance. <laughs> it's <laughs> about one gentleman who is... Um, kind of seeking a best friend. And so all these other guys are competing to be this guy's best friend. Mm-hmm. Totally straight. It's not about anything else. Haven't we all it's, been there, though? It's not going to get kinky. <laughs> Do you think you can just drum up brotherhood like that? Like, you think you can just walk into a room of men and be like, hey, I'm going to find... I'm going to find a best friend here. This show says you can. Is there, like... A lot of money involved you know what, for the winner. Like I the don't. I don't know. Does he get engaged to the guy at the end? See, that's not, that's not how it is. <laughs> Car, Engage is a best friend. Car, can you look up what I've seen these shows before with a little hot tub action and a few <laughs> martinis. How big do you? How big do you think the hot tub's gonna play to the bromance edition? <laughs> is it gonna be a heart-shaped hot tub? <laughs> I mean, Harry and Lloyd shared a hot shape. Oh, <laughs> to clear up any confusion, oh, no. what does bromance mean? I thought you were looking it up. Yeah, yeah, I've got one here for you. Bromance, uh, definition one, um, describes the complicated love and affection shared by two straight males. Here, it's used in a sentence. Steve. Ah, oh, Dave, I can't believe you stole this first pressing of Al- Aladdin. Sane from your- what? I don't know what I'm reading. <laughs> what just happened? Uh, definition two. A non-sexual relationship between two men that are unusually close. Okay. Mm-hmm. The act of wooing a fellow male for the purpose of becoming closer. Wow. Going to unusual lengths in an attempt to become closer with a male friend. Do you think we're going to have to bromance the new guys on the floor and make them feel welcome? Well, if by that you mean the act of truly and thoroughly enjoying the process of getting and or being high or stoned. (laughs) (laughs) He didn't read the end of that definition before he started. (laughs) Actually, that's not what I meant. I will will retroactively state that the sub-definition for that (laughs) sentence was bromancing the stone. I will say, at the beginning of every semester, the prospect of having to quote-unquote woo new Sixers is quite titillating. I agree. I I, I agree 100%. Wholeheartedly agree. Don't you mean tantalizing? Mm, no, I've, no, I'm pretty sure I meant titillating. 
I stand well, up for that. My nipples are I stand up for that. <laughs> wow. <laughs> it's one of the, it's one of the things that draws me back again after a winter or a summer break is the uh, prospects <laughs> of forging new ties with new men. That's and right. uh, you know, I look back at the great friendships I've had with men in the past. You know, a little shout out to Chris Leo, Wade Schultz, mm. Brian Geyer, Matt Roop, Craig Cyphers, uh, Craig Cyphers, Johnny, Craig the Johnny Honduras <laughs> Miller, Johnny Honduras Miller, Joe Lyon, uh, any of the you know, Jonathan Morgan, oh, Joe Mo. Oh, dear Lord, why did you bring him up? <laughs> I'm sorry, <laughs> you know I don't. I don't have Kleenex in this room. <laughs> we love you, oh, Joe We love you, Joe Mo. Claude Luke Spolstra. Oh, wow. Did we say Wade? Matt is David Love Fame. Oh. Wow. Claude so asked many. us to do a podcast so he could have something to do. Claude, <laughs> <laughs> well, he needs something to do. Well, Alright, so this is the truth of it. Claude works a crappy factory job. <laughs> <laughs> but it pays the bills and it gets him money for college. So we're all happy for him. And the ladies love a man in uniform. A lady, Absolutely. Indeed. Um... So we're thankful for his um, blessing of a job in this current times of economic distress. But all I have to say, he does the same thing re- repetitively for hours on end and needs our podcasts to get him through the day. We've deviated a long ways from our, our topics. Let's bring back to Matt. Bromance. Never, well, before we talked about bromance, we're talking about characteristics that talk that... We appreciate about the brotherhood that we have on our floor, which is closely related to bromance. Closely. What's Matt? What's one of the big things? Like you mentioned traditions earlier. What's one of the big traditions that you like about Colby Uh Well, <clears throat> as you guys know, I've, I've I've been gone for a few months and haven't been able to participate in these podcasts, so I'm I'm very happy to be back. And uh, the one thing I've missed most, uh, well, I can't say most, but one of the things I definitely missed about the Top floor. Three. Top three, I would throw it in there. Yeah. Um, or just traditions. Traditions can be anything as uh, our shirt trade. Now, not the shirt trade that was supposed to take place the other night, but... The um, renegade shirt trade? Yeah. <laughs> the actual shirt trade that will happen on wing night later on in the semester. Amen. And um, that is one thing. We There's a lot of things. Uh, the sweater. That's, the a, sweater, that's a legacy that's going to hang on for a while. Uh, at least I hope it will. Talk more about the floor sweater. The floor sweater tradition has been rooted and grounded uh, for the last few years. Um, it actually goes on a rotation between guys on the floor. Um, it started with uh, Josh Branham, who it was his sweater, his dad's sweater. Mm-hmm. And uh, actually, you guys know the story better than I do. Well, he brought it to school one fall. You know, he loved his dad. He loved his dad's sweater, so he brought it to school. And we loved Josh. We loved Josh's sweater. Mm. So we started wearing it. True it, words. It got some real sharp attention from the sister for that year. That's an understatement. Yeah. Mild understatement. They thought it was horrible, which prompted us to wear it more. <laughs> As all good men. Pete, do you have anything to comment on the floor sweater? Uh, no, I love the floor sweater. I'm think, actually guardian of it right now. Good. Good. Um, I think one of, the, yeah. one of the favorite things I like about the floor sweater is... We all wear it for our yearbook picture. Amen. Yeah, we did. <laughs> Which we drives all... the photographer nuts. Yeah. <laughs> That's true. We all wore We it. all get in line and give it to the next 
Clippers and Sixer, who's next in line. It's like our, our way of passing the torch, if you will. <laughs> yes, mm. literally. Um, maybe figure it differently. <laughs> 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 the sweater has never been on fire. That one up in flames. Mm. Okay. What, what what, uh, more traditions, Matt. More well, traditions. I think. Before we go to more traditions. Okay. <laughs> I think we have to talk about something that happened last year about the floor sweater. Oh, the we, secret. We're talking about it right now, I think. The secret. The floor sweater. Whoa, whoa, whoa. One time we were talking about. We're, we're doing a yearbook thing, yearbook tradition, right? One bro to another bro. Six three. This time it was. Except this time, one of us, one of us in this room, gave the floor sweater. A bro to a non Joe. A bro to a non bro. A bro to a girl. <laughs> <laughs> Names for let's the protection <laughs> of the innocent. Let's 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 use uh, pseudonyms. Aladdin. Aladdin <laughs> was wearing the floor sweater, and after taking that picture, he gave it to Rafi Jasmine. No, Jasmine. <laughs> <laughs> Jasmine. And Jasmine proceeded to have her picture taken with oh. the floor sweater. That's just, to me, that strikes, that's like, almost... I mean, Bishop had that on his bare, bare skin at one point. I <laughs> <laughs> want to be thankful that Jasmine had an undershirt on. Um, I, all I can say is, you know, from my psychological studying that I've done here at Moody, all I can posit is that there was probably some hormones raging through Aladdin <laughs> at that point, and he saw the opportunity to some, score some serious points with... Jasmine. One Jasmine. <laughs> that's that's the best I can offer as a hypothesis for what was going what you, through Aladdin's mind. What do you think Aladdin's actions did for his relationships with um, Abu and the genie? And the genie. How is he wooing them? Complete alienation. Bring it back. Complete alienation <laughs> from <laughs> his bros. The, so be, think about it this way: you can't have romance <laughs> and bromance at the same time. Ooh. You think it's impossible? Wow. Uh, for our listeners, we do have Tim Silvius and Kevin Logan here. Um, and Gregory Former. Gregory Former's been here the whole time. A.K.A. the old Greg. I'm all Greg. Yep, there he is. <laughs> so Aladdin's, Aladdin's actions at the time, his, bro- his, his focus on romance was at loggerheads with any possibility of romance. Basically. I, that's, wow. that's what I would think. Hmm. Wow. How far did that get, Aladdin? <laughs> oh, wow! If Aladdin was here, <laughs> I wonder. Kidding. I wonder did what Aladdin, Aladdin would eventually say. Eventually, get Jasmine. Aladdin should know. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Didn't Aladdin die in the sand pit? That's not true. Aladdin survived. <laughs> Tim's up uttering falsehoods. We're getting a long ways away <laughs> from floor traditions that we love. If the floor sweater does yeah. have a secret, 
That will not be talked about. We're not going to talk about that. That's good. We've already broached barriers here. Broached. Definitely should keep our listening audience titillated. Definitely should. It definitely should. Um, so, yeah, there is drama with Aladdin and Jasmine that has been bottled up until now. It's just been brought out live on the air, and you're experiencing the air being cleared after, after that break in bromance. Best I can put it. All I can say is like the atmosphere in here isn't that hostile. I thought it would be a little bit more. It was tense for a moment. It was tense for maybe <clears throat> at max like four seconds. I I could have sworn I saw veritable darts flying from Aladdin's <laughs> eyes at the storyteller earlier. Uh, poison tipped darts, if you will. And I, it appeared to me that for the sake of the podcast alone, Aladdin refrained himself from physically and verbally assaulting the storyteller. <laughs> You're talking as if Aladdin's present. If he were. If he were. It's <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> not hypothetical. His eyes would shoot darts. Mm. Poison. Mm. Mm. Well, I mm. think we have uh, brought an interesting topic for you today. Uh, bromance. Can bromance and romance coexist at yeah. the same time? <clears throat> Obviously, my vote is no. I believe this is bromance right now. I am <clears throat> in a romance. Thick relationship. Okay. So Gregory Filner says it, it can. Do you find it difficult to maintain balance yes. between bromance and romance, Greg? Yes. What happens when your romance comes crashing into the bromance world? <sighs> it's especially bad when I confuse one of the guys for my fiance, but um, <laughs> I mean, it happens, you know? You, you got close relationships with guys on the floor, <coughs> you're really close with this woman that you love and continuing to pursue and you know I I'd love to follow a line of questioning on how it is you confuse the <laughs> two of them but I'm afraid it would get out of hand um Matt, what's it goes back to that wooing process, though. Matt was talking there, earlier about is there wooing. There's a hierarchy romance. to romance and bromance. Matt, where should one take the cake? Hmm. As you know, were. I don't know. Currently, in my Life, romance is pretty much all that I have. And so, Tim, so he's just high-fiving me. Um, so romance, I don't really know. I can't really give a, a, a fair assessment of it yet. So that's my input. Outside contributors, you've been present. Care to commentate? Kevin, release your poetic soul. I was just going to audit this one tonight. <laughs> that's okay, that's fair. We want to ease you in slowly into the cauldron of hot, steamy conversations that is the Culbertson 626 podcast. I appreciate it. Like an old man. I appreciate it. Warm bath. bath. <laughs> We're going to have to edit a lot of, a lot of this stuff. No, none of this is going to get edited at all. <laughs> Tim, romance or romance? That's what you're getting, listeners. Yeah, Tim. Is it what possible to coexist? Mm. He needs his own podcast, this man <laughs> right here. Whoa! Yeah, we need a podcast over Tim Silvius. Tim, yeah, we, we can't... We Live can't interview. We'll set that up Tim. next week. Right. Set. Right. <laughs> Joe, romance, romance. Hmm. Can they coexist? Which is, what's the hierarchy? I think they can coexist to a degree, but I think there's um, 
I think romance has to take a hierarchy, if you will. But I think uh, romance is important. Did Aladdin act incorrectly when the romance superseded the bromance? I think Generally, in that no. case you can blame Generally, Jasmine. No. Ooh. I don't think... Ooh. I'm not going to go there, okay? But. Generally, I don't think Aladdin did. Like, that's like, so. As the storyteller, you've done a great job of pouring the guilt upon Aladdin and then exonerating him from that guilt. Congratulations. Pete, close this up. In the world of bromance and romance, it's almost like the bear and the bull, the birds and the bees, the bloods and the grips. <laughs> <laughs> Two forces. Constantly at work against each other together. Can gangs in rough urban areas be united? I don't know. Can the bull and the bear lie this down? This is kind of a long intro. One lie down together in peace. <coughs> Maybe. Can bromance and romance peacefully coexist? I think they have to. With wise words, we finish out tonight's discussion on bromance and the Chinese year of Pegasus. See you next week. <laughs>